Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I am your host, Sam, and as I am every week, I am joined by some very talented individuals as we discuss the world of indie games. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing a very new game coming out here called Minotaur Princess with Charles Kimball, who may be on the podcast as well. We'll get to that, though, of Bunnies for Peace Studios. But before we get into that part of the podcast, I would like to introduce who I have with me this week. Starting with Taz, who is our Twitch team lead. Taz, how are you today? Sam, I'm freaking fantastic. How are you? I am doing all right. I am very glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. And next, we have Puppet, who is our editor-in-chief. Puppet, how are you? I'm good. Also glad to have you on the podcast this week. We have also Sarah, who is our executive director. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I am I am Dandy. I'm also glad to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad to yeah. be here. Yay. Always love your voice. I do. And last but certainly not least, Charles, again, from Bunny for Peace Studios. Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. And also glad to have you here. And Charles, if you can just give us like maybe like a 60-second rundown of who you are. Um, yeah, so uh, we started Bunnies um, for Peace Studios a couple of years ago to actually make a game. Uh, before that, I've been working for about five years on a game that will probably never come out, but that's okay, because that's how you learn how to make games, right? You, may, you start with your first one that's way too big that you'll never actually complete, and then you learn a bunch of stuff so that you can put it into your next one. So, you know, got a team together, and now we're doing the, the real part. But I just want to thank you all for joining me this week, and we'll be right back with our segment of what we've been playing. See you there. Welcome back to the game Raven Review podcast with our segment, what we've been playing and pretty much just talking about what we've been playing for the last week or so. I being a very sleepy boy did not play a thing this past week. I have been, <laughs> I played the game called dreaming and sleeping. Um, eight out of 10, you know, could be better. <laughs> um, but Hey, let's start with Taz. Taz, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm kind of taking a little break from Elden Ring right now. Um, but I've been playing, uh, I've restarted my Kingdom Hearts 3 journey with the Remind DLC, uh, with the hype of the, the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer coming out. I was like, okay, I need to figure out again what, what's going on in this, in this, in this story. Cause I didn't play the, the DLC when it first came out. I just like, just didn't get around to it. Um, because in my mind, I'm like, why am I paying for more DLC? I don't like for at least for a Kingdom Hearts game. Um, but I, I started that last week. I'm on I'm doing a critical mode run. I'm also playing it on PC. So through Epic Games, they have a special keyblade for that uh, gameplay or uh, for the PC. Um, but it's been uh, it's been tough because 
I'm a little rusty and critical mode is no joke. So uh, it's 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 going to be a wild ride. And I'm excited to play the DLC too because, yeah, again, like I said, I never got around to it because um, I've been like researching a bunch of like the Union Cross lore and Dark oh. Roads lore and stuff. And it's bananas. I'm all caught up on my information. So I'm excited to to see what because I, I didn't I didn't even like look at spoilers for the DLC. I just knew I wanted to play it first before I look at videos or anything like that. So um, that's where my journey is right now. So me and Taz, Taz more than me, like Kingdom Hearts. I think Taz might love, I might like, not committed to that right now. Um, <laughs> so when the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer came out, I, of course, sent it to Taz. We talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit. And it's one of those, what is it, Union Cross businesses, which I'm like, what? what is this? What? Wait, lore? Okay, oh, super lore. Because if you watch the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, there's a mysterious little girl there. I'm like, who is this child? Oh, mm. that's the one so from like Union Cross who like, spoiler alert, dies. Yeah, that like, chick is like and, a thousand years old. What? Right. Who, if you play Kingdom Hearts, it's like this pink haired, whose name I have forgotten, pink haired guy and the, um, the bad guy is 13. The Rose, the Rose Scythe guy. Rose Scythe guy is like her brother somehow because they time traveled or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like this. Just this was about Final Fantasy Disney characters and a kid with big shoes. We have gotten rid of most of those things. Yeah, <laughs> like big shoes are gone, which some people are sad about. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> He's he growing have, up. He's filling right. out his shoes. You know, he has to pay taxes now. He had big, big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Cam Hart's metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, feet. Get to see his feet. And I'm just like, Uh, uh, yeah. Get get some Sora feet pics. Yep, 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 yep. Whoa. Sora only fans coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Sora's too fancy for that. He's on Fansly. He's like, no. Oh, right, right. He's sophisticated. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, but man, yeah, I can't wait for Kingdom Hearts 4 to come out with extra lore and people in masks and me being yeah. like, do I care about the Masters of Masters anymore? Not really. I do. Like, He's in the trailer. I don't care anymore because it's either <laughs> going to be someone I don't know. And I'm like, is that another Union Cross person? God, my I theory is Sora. My th- that's my theory. I think it's a Sora too. It has to be a Sora. It has to be. Yeah. Like it has to be some time displaced Sora or something. Because if mm-hmm. it is someone else, I'm literally going to just end the game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to my GameStop and yeah. be like, I want my money back. It, it's gonna be a Jack and Daxter thing where like he guides himself to be the person that he is going to yeah, the whole nine yards. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I it has to be those two things. If it's again a random or something from a, like that spin-off game with the guy in the hat also, I'm like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. is, oh, the me? the mobile game? The new yeah. mobile game coming out? Look, I don't I don't oh, I don't care. I'm so excited. Like, like, but if, if, the if the trend happens like it did like 10 years ago with Kingdom Hearts 3 and their teaser trailer, we won't see Kingdom Hearts 4 until I'm like 50 years old. Fine. You know, when my grandchildren will be like, it finally came out. I'm going to be, be in my deathbed. Uh, Move. Right. That's good away from me. <laughs> yeah. George R.R. <laughs> Martin has come out with like three more books. And Why? a game. You're never getting and a book. game. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Those, those books are never going to end. You're just you book fans. I'm so sorry. Just watch the TV show and be disappointed like the rest of us. Um. Anywho, uh, moving forward. Uh, Puppet, what have you been playing? 
Well, as you can see from the bags under my eyes, um, I have had a very busy couple weeks. I feel like uh, April, May, and then September, everyone has birthdays. I don't know what is going on, but everybody has birthdays at the same time. And our house is where we have all of our birthday parties, and birthday parties are very important to me. I think everybody should feel celebrated on their birthday. So um, we've had a lot of... Uh, parties at our house um a lot of decorating uh we might have like glitter everywhere all 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 over um because especially um a lot of our friends are turning 30 so um it's been especially quite the week um and my best friend uh he and i built a blanket fort in the living room and uh we've been watching movies in the blanket fort so that's been really fun um and so I haven't had a lot of time to like sit down and actually game um, because it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, however, we did get a new TV that is giant and uh, we did play Super Smash Brothers on it in the blanket fort as one does. Um, so that's been fun. And then also I have my little mobile game Pokemon Cafe Remix that has been keeping my time. Um, so not a lot of indies. Um, oh, but I did play this game that is it's all right no i'm just kidding it's actually super fun but we're gonna find out more about that called minotaur princess and if you were on stream with me last night we had a great time and i am very curious to hear more about it <laughs> um so that was my only indie this week i think um yeah lots of puzzle games and then randomly super smash brothers so there you go some could say Pokemon is a indie game. Some could say. You know, I still stand by that. I know, look at his face. <laughs> Charles is like, what? You had to be there. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yes. Yes. Please reference what episode was that? that? <laughs> I should find that episode, because I keep saying that, and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, ooh, you should listen to our podcast with Hour a Day, and we decided. <laughs> I don't know if our day is going to want to like subscribe to this, but I think we all decided that Pokemon is actually an indie game. <laughs> anyway. Did, did we? That's what everybody says. Wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah. It's we because did. the developer yeah. was Game Freak and they were originally indie company is how that kind of went down. Yes. And they've stayed small. So the, the director of of Game Freak has said specifically they have like 150 employees and he's like we're not having any more because there's too many cooks in the kitchen and we feel like the heart of pokemon will get lost if we have too many employees mm. so it's like hey cute and i think at the end of that conversation we kind of decided because indie means so many things and i don't want to spoil the episode for you but we kind of decided it's like about the heart and the, and the meaning behind the game and if you retain that like um that that heart behind the game it it should be indie still but you know still it's up for debate i don't know even now i'm just like hmm, what does indie mean what is that therefore mean? kingdom hearts is an indie game because there's a heart behind it you know oh connor's God. been making the um the argument that square enix is an indie studio and i'm really? just like <laughs> i'm just like what is the definition of indies now i don't understand i feel like we I'm should dying. revisit that subject charles would you like to join us on our like next he's just doing that like specifically for me right oh, probably oh my gosh 
I'm going to find this episode so so it's available for y'all who are listening. Anyway. I mean, like in comic books where it says this is a reference to, you know, Fantastic Four, number 23, page 10. It's like, oh, thank you for that reference. We're just always going to be linking to that episode, I feel like. Because I feel like every single time Puppet plays Pokemon, she's like, and it's an indie game. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Man. I'm here for it, though. Hey, yo. Thank you for your support. I really wanted to be trending one day of just like arguments on Twitter. Like, who started this argument? It's like, uh, don't give me ideas, please. Don't give me ideas. I was don't make me start a Twitter war. We're gonna get canceled. (laughs) We're gonna get canceled. We support indies. Is it our Pokemon? It's it's in our bylaws. We have to. It's in our by. Do we have bylaws? Oh, we we have bylaws. We have bylaws. Oh my god. Retroactively, Mm. by the time this podcast comes up we will have bylaws yeah yes hey yeah. and pokemon uh, will be there <laughs> I, I know <laughs> okay oh, all right. i'm sorry we, we digress forward. yeah as we digress we now go to sarah sarah what have you been playing i have been playing a small little indie game called um you might not have heard of it before it's called uh, final fantasy 14 Never heard of it. It's a critically acclaimed MMORPG, uh, and it does have a free trial up to level 60. And it includes the award-winning Heavensward expansion, which the the new ultimate like uh, uh, trials like go back to it, and it's just, it's very exciting. I, I'm terrible at the game, but I'm loving all the fan theories. Uh, but I did also, I played, I've been playing The Sims 4, and I've actually been on a very big, like, character creation kick lately, where, like, I'm just, I want to make people, I want to make, like, Animal Crossing characters and things like that, so I'm actually actively on the hunt for indies that have, like, very cool character creation. So, uh, if, if that fits your game, whether it's just unique or very in-depth, I want to see it. Like, send that to me, please. But yeah, I hear Elden Ring's got pretty good character creation, right? I hear that's indie. Oh my gosh, I yeah, <laughs> very indie, very indie. Another small game we've never heard of. Another yeah. s- another small tiny game. Definitely not like game of the year. No, for most people, no. right? No, no. Oh, see, and the puppet's even leaving. Oh, oh, too controversial. Oh no, we offended her. <laughs> Sylvie last episode. Yeah. Because again, uh, you're never getting those Jordan R. R. books. Never getting them. But what oh. video game, yes. What did he do in that video game? Story, I guess. <laughs> he gave them story. That one person. Who... Again, I what's funny about like character creators to me is like, especially like in Elden Ring or any of those kind of ilks where it's like my person's gonna be in a suit of armor, like page one. Yeah, you make their face, you spend like 45 minutes, you know, constructing their eyebrows and the, the their lips and the distance of their eyes between their, like, nose and whatnot, and then they're in a helmet the whole game. You never see them again. Yep. As I've just been, like, creating characters and then doing nothing with them. I'm like, I just want to perceive how beautiful you look. And then I literally, before this podcast, made a new Final Fantasy character. Right. And then I made her and I plopped her into the game and I'm like, you were in the most, like, basic white girl outfit like, she jumps, like, crossing her legs, and, like, she has the little anime girl run, and I'm like, this just ruined it for me. 
Like, she was supposed to be, like, badass character, and then she's just running around like this, and I'm just like, you're just gonna stay in the character creation screen from now on. That's <laughs> it. That This is it for you. Okay, since we're talking about this, um, okay. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything for our main segment, but I did really enjoy in Minotaur Princess when you, like, like make it through a level, and you're about to, like, open up the the, you know prizes or whatever the treasure like the minotaur does this like cute little dance and like this it's like ooh, <laughs> like it's so cute and i'm like oh yeah we're a princess like you know we're 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 doing our thing but we just happen to be this giant minotaur it's hilarious oh my god anyway i won't spoil the rest of the segment but <laughs> yeah that's yeah I'll, we'll go in more into that uh when we get there because that's been a really uh challenging part of it actually that's super mm -hmm. interesting but yeah we'll talk more later good yay little little uh, teaser for the for the main segment here on the podcast right and charles what have you been playing um you ever heard of a game called noita it's a n-o-i-t-a founded on steam a friend of mine uh loved it uh, so much that he actually bought it for me just to get me to play it um it's pretty great you play uh, a wizard and it's it's very roguelike um in that you know you get as far as you can and then you die and then mm. you try again and there's you don't get to carry anything over uh from one playthrough to the next except for your knowledge and uh everything's trying to kill you it's incredibly difficult um i think i've died like 130 times and i haven't beat it yet um so if that tells you anything and then each playthrough is like you know somewhere between five minutes and hour hour and a half maybe if you get really far um yeah it's good because like as you go through you're picking up different spells and potions and uh different wands and all of the wands can have different spells in them uh and all the spells interact differently so every time you use it like there's a i don't know there's probably like 100 different spells of some large number uh and then you can mishmash them in your wands and they they interact in different ways uh sometimes it'll just kill you uh and so you gotta like learn how that like whole wand system works it's a good game it's a good game everything's trying to kill you uh even yourself sometimes when you don't like fully understand your loadout but uh yeah it's good i, I definitely recommend it i've had a lot of fun with it frustrating sometimes it'll get you to rage quit um which is good haven't had that in a while so yeah noita wow i love the pixel art in this yeah yeah it's, it's totally worth a playthrough yeah it reminds me of um i don't know if you know the game unbound worlds apart um it came out recently it's a little indie game um where everything is trying to kill you basically um i don't know what little indie game means anymore i know right i know <sighs> you ruined it it's smaller than pokemon no mm. i thought you were gonna say elden ring <laughs> no it's smaller than valheim it's it's smaller than valheim although valheim only has like five employees still, I think. I don't know what their status is now, but no, it I was think they're that. legit indie. Yeah, it's small team. This is legit indie. I, <laughs> what does legit in indie that mean? That's indie our next podcast. <laughs> I know, right? Grand Theft Auto Five like has to be smaller than that. I think is where yeah, you it has draw to the be. line. Yes, um, it's by <laughs> Alien Pixel Studio, and um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty small. I think, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, they don't have a website, so 
So they're really indie. Yeah, right. Uh, my <laughs> my sister, Lil Force Fay, um, is part of Game Raven, and she was uh, looking into uh, reviewing a game, and she was like, "I don't know if this game is legit because they don't have a a website. They only have a Twitter and a Facebook." And I was like, "Oh, honey, no, that means it is legit because <laughs> they're yeah, right. so tiny that they only do social media." Yes, that's the kind of games that we're trying to find. Those are the gems out there. Mm-hmm. So the little gems, yes. Um, but indie devs, it is good to have a website. <laughs> it's very helpful for us media <laughs> to make sure we're saying the right things about your game because you know we we like having all the information. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> oh well, thank you all for your answers, and we'll be right back with question of the week. See you there. Game Raven Review Podcast with our segment Question of the Week. Now, every day in our Discord, we post a question just to kind of see where one's head's at. If you would like to join our Discord, please go to GameRavenReview.com and a link to our Discord will be right there. This week, I pulled this question. <laughs> what is a game that crushes your soul, but you feel like you can't stop playing? Um. For me, that was Sifu about a month or so ago, whenever Sifu came out. Again, this time is a blur and an illusion. But I remember playing Sifu, which I was not that great at because I wanted to run and gun and just slap people across the face. And then the game was like, don't do that, though, because that's not how we want you to play our game because you always die if you just run around and do the not combat they want you to do. And getting to that where it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I might be 40, but... <laughs> I can still beat up all these kids. Now I'm 50. Now I'm 70. All right. <laughs> it's like after a while, I had to get in my mindset of like, no, we we have to slow down because if not, I'm gonna be like I was on day one, playing like for five hours and still technically on level one or world one, whatever you want to call it. Like it, I was still in that same like ratty apartment <laughs> trying to fight to stay under 30, and it was like, all right, I, just, I gotta take my time, pick up the weapons what upgrades we need to get and just get in that mindset of not beating my head across my TV screen for two or three days of just like, yeah, this is, this is my life now. Parry this, parry that, dodge this, dodge that. Oh, I, Oh God, I'm so tired though. Like I just, (laughs) I want to play something else, but I also, I want the satisfaction of saying, yeah, I beat this. And I'm still 20. Yeah. Versus, again, I can still let 30. Yeah. Yeah, I can be 30 going to the club level. I surely won't die several times in that level and then be 50. Like that. Oh, love that game, though. Again, small little game. You Again, you just fight people. Fight people a lot in a very kung fu action-like movie slash video game. It's cool. But that is... The game for me that kind of took my soul slightly lately, anyway. Uh, let's see, Puppet. What game has stolen your soul? Well, um, there are 
quite a few, but I think <laughs> quite a few. Um, I think the game that comes to mind the most is um, the Witch's House MV, which is a it's 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 an incredible indie horror game. I just I I love that game, but it's very difficult at the end, and there's multiple endings, and I I really wanted to get the true quote unquote ending. Um, which meant that you had to basically be perfect when um, going through this chase um, chase level. And I don't even know how many times I died trying to do that, but I I did it and it was it was incredible. So I I think that would probably be my uh, my answer. Um, Taz and I also went through Cuphead together. And that crushed our soul. But there's something like super fun about playing a game that crushes your soul along with somebody else. Because like you both, I don't know, for us, we were lucky because at some point Taz would get really frustrated and kind of want to rage quit. And then I would be like, no, 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 we got to do this. We got to do this. And then he would be like, okay. And he'd get back into it. And then I would be like, no, okay, we, we tried. We can't do this. And he's like, no, you made me come back. We're going to finish this. <laughs> so that that was another one that comes to mind. Um, but if you know me at all, I'm not the best at video games, but I am stubborn. And I will sit there until I complete the level. Um, there have been times when I have sat for an entire hour trying to complete the level. And everybody around me is like, what are you doing? Just step back, give it, give it some space. I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't move on until I finish this. <laughs> anyway, you would think I'm, I would be a better gamer at this point, but mm, not quite. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love gaming, but like, I'm so bad at gaming sometimes. <laughs> 90% of the time. <laughs> yep. I, but you know, I got Naruto in the back of my mind and he's just like, it's, it's our ninja way. It's our ninja way. There you go. That's my answer. Thank you, Puppet, for your answer. Uh, Charles, would you like to go next? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, started playing a game called Age of Darkness. It's in Steam Early Access right now. Um, which I don't tend to play a lot of Early Access games, um, but caught my interest, so I gave it a shot. It is a survival RTS, um, kind of along the same vein as They Are Billions. Um, I wouldn't. I, a lot of people are saying it's like a carbon copy. I don't think that I would say that. It's just you don't see a whole lot of that genre, so it's kind of like a new genre that's being brought about. Uh, if people keep making games uh, of that nature, but um, yeah, it's got a it's got a difficulty um, thing that scales, and then there's a nightmare difficulty at the end, and it's it's really hard. Um, but the thing about it is that's like the soul crushing part of it is that uh, the way it works is there's, you know, it's kind of RTS, normally you're running around, you're building your base, you're summoning dudes, you're fighting, you're getting more territory, 4X style. Um, but uh, every, it, it's based on like a day system. So like at, at first there's two days um, and then there's the, I don't remember, it's called like Darkest Night or something. And then there's a huge swarm of zombies, uh, they call them nightmares, uh, that try to kill you. And then, you know, you get three days and then huge swarm and another three days, huge swarm, I think four days, huge swarm. And it, it kind of goes on like that. Um, 
But the thing is, is they, they come from different areas in the, on the map and it tells you where they're coming from, but you have no idea what their pathing is going to be. And so you have to guess, but you have to put all of your uh, units and defenses and like base defenses, because like built base defense is a huge part of this game. Um, you have to put them all in one spot. So you have to choose a spot. Uh, if you choose wrong, you lose and there are no saves. So, so like, it's fun. The game's really good. And I don't know how they like show you that without handholding or what would feel like handholding and like a nightmare difficulty. Like, Oh, there's no saves. You can't pause the game. You can't do anything. Like it's hard, uh, which is good, you know, and that that's kind of what, what piqued my interest. But then like the fact that it's a roll of the dice on whether or not you defend or not, you know, after you've been playing for three, four hours and then, you know, they just go, oh, they went, you know, above the river, not below it to get to your keep and you lose because you built your everything in the wrong spot. So, yeah, just playing that like over and over and over until you kind of guess right. And there's a couple tricks that you can do to figure it out most of the time, but it's definitely not perfect. So, yeah, finally beat that. It's super hard. Um, it's a lot of fun. but. Yeah, devs. I mean, it's early access too, so you know I'm definitely not not knocking them. They're probably I'm sure they're trying to figure out like how they can how they can give enough hints that you will you should be able to like figure it out um, because that's a problem. Like it should never be pure random on a thing that you have to like place your bet. Um, or maybe it should. I don't know. Maybe that's their thing. Who knows? It'll be but it'll be interesting to see what what they uh, end up with once it's actually you know released and not in early access anymore so yeah age of darkness yeah i love uh age of empires and i also love game of thrones so this game is looking super great to me <laughs> it looks very fun the aesthetic's great um the the gameplay is a little uh like the building system and the units i'd say are a little formulaic still okay um but uh but it, it's you know it's a good game Nice. And next, Sarah. Hey. Um, I guess for me, the game that it would be would be um the Mario Galaxy games. They are just they frustrate me so much. And it feels so dumb because it's like a Mario game. But at the same time, it's like so rewarding. And I have somebody who has to go back. Like, I need to get like every coin, every star, every possible bonus thing. And it is just like the perfect amount of puzzle frustration for me, where it ends up, especially now with like the Switch, where you can actually like take off the controls and like work with it. It's one of those ones where the one of like the few, maybe only games that I've actually like thrown a controller from because I'm usually just very chill like even like final fantasy extreme stuff i will sit here and like make noises and be like ah what's going on but like i'm still sitting here super calm uh but it's one of those things it's such like a rewarding frustration when i'm sitting here and i'm like i have cleared and completed every single possible thing that i can for the entire galaxy and like it just makes it worth it even after i've like fallen off a ledge and been killed by a koopa like 20 times but you know like it's a vibe. And the fact that it's Mario and cutesy and galaxy theme kind of helps. Keeps me grounded. I love that game, by the way. I am so... I got the, um... 
that like classic Mario pack mm-hmm. that had the three games. And I actually I grew up on Galaxy Two. Mm. So then getting Galaxy One and kind of going back to like all the story, it was so fun. And like I love Rosalina, so I was mm-hmm. so excited to learn more about her. I haven't like fully, fully completed it yet, because it's just one of those things where it's like at the point where I want to get everything before I like go and defeat Bowser because I am just a completionist with that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's really fun. I I cried over Rosalina's story and then like, you know, it's frustrating with the game. It's just it's very worth it. Like you unlock such good little pieces and I love that little Nintendo lore. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I think of all the the Mario games that has the best story, personally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, love it. And now Taz. Oh, man, I was I'm lost and I still can't think of something. Um, I I don't know. I don't really like I'm, other than like Cuphead. I don't really get so like into it or so because fr- I'm I'd like to think I'm good at games, but like I never feel so bad. to. I, I think right now, I think right now. It's uh, Elden Ring for many good reasons, but it's the ending that I'm trying to get is a very specific one um, because, you know, you got to you got to please the waifus, you know, so you got to do that quest line that takes hours to do and then fight your best friend and like all these things. Um, but it's like, you, get, you, you know, you get into it too quickly and then all of a sudden you're just getting smoked. So you have to spend hours going back and just like preparing yourself for that um and it's you know it's it's soul crushing you know and and i think that's what kind of keeps me into it is that it's an open world thing as opposed to dark souls previous dark souls games where it's so linear that i can't feel like i can like farm very well um but yeah it's got to be elden ring because once i hit that ending i want to feel so good about myself to feel like i've i've beaten the from software game my very first one um i've attempted a lot of them but uh, being able to complete this would be amazing, and especially having that 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 special ending would be beautiful. So, and you know, you know, shameless uh, hype moment. I do have the Steam Deck, so I can play Elden Ring anywhere I want. So I can keep on grinding even when I'm not at home. So that's great. I'm so jealous of you. Every time somebody says they have a Steam Deck, I am just <laughs> like, give me. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Ah. <laughs> I, I'm ha- I'm really happy for you, Taz. Thank I'm you. really, really happy for you. I Thank just you. I wish it were me. <laughs> Seven hundred bucks later, and I'm just like ah. I don't know what to do with this right now. I'm so overwhelmed. One day we'll all have our Steam decks that we all pre-ordered, and then keep getting pushed back by like six months. Every I didn't even pre-order it. it. Like I <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we we uh we got the uh, Oculus instead. Mm. Nice. So. Yeah, which I mean, Beat Saber's fun, but Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen on the go sounds very, very, very appealing oh, to me. I've been, for attempting to send you like, oh, Final Fantasy fourteen on the on the Steam Deck, like YouTube videos, oh just like constantly God. spamming you with that. <laughs> Honestly, you could do it. I'll probably just watch them to, <laughs> to watch them. It could be me. Oh. I'm I... okay. Don't oh, don't no. make me cry here. Don't make me cry here. <laughs> You will get yours. You will again. Eventually, I one day. I believe in Steam that they're gonna produce these like one per like month. Oh man! But yeah, thank you all for your answers. 
And if you would like to answer questions like this, please join our Discord on GameRaverReview.com. Link will be right there for you. And we'll be right back with our main segment. See you there. back to the game raven review podcast with our main segment and we're going to be talking to charles kimball of again bunnies for peace studios and talking about his game minotaur princess now this time we're going to do a little something different our own sarah sewa will Sewa. be doing this interview so charles can you tell us what is minotaur princess what's the quick little rundown so quickest way is that you get uh Freaky Friday, uh, you as the princess get Freaky Friday with a Minotaur, um, and uh, I assume all of you know what that means, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Um, and uh, body swapped in case, like soul swap type of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a story of political intrigue where your uh, your father, the king, uh, has a change of heart about like the the laws of the land, and so he decides to change them, and like it's the bringing of a new age, and not everybody's on board with that. So, uh, you know, the lorder, the um, leader uh, of like the the priesthood uh, decides that you know that's not the way they want the kingdom to run, so they. Uh, developed this elaborate scheme to switch out uh, you, uh, a minotaur, and um, themselves in kind of like this triangle type uh, fashion to put themselves in power. So they become the princess, the princess you become the minotaur, uh, and the minotaur becomes uh, Pasiphadria, the the antagonist. Um, And so then, you know, you get found out sort of uh, in that, you know, they see that you're a Minotaur and they think that you're a person that did something bad. So you get exiled to a faraway land. Uh, you're actually the princess. Uh, you know, they try to put you in prison. You end up breaking free. Um, and then the rest of the story is just you trying to make your way back home and convince people that you're actually the princess. And uh, despite, you know, looking like a Minotaur um, and it's you, you know, you're venturing through the lands of your kingdom. Uh, encountering, you know, all the natives and whatnot, and um, uh, your subjects, you know, if you will, uh, who, you know, for the most part, you know, probably don't believe you, um, and just trying to make it back so that you can set things straight. That is, like, so complicated, but in the best way. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, hopefully it'll make a little more sense once we get, like, a little more time to, like, you know, flesh it out. Um, We'll see. I mean, it probably... It, I'm assuming it's something that makes sense as you play the story, but I'm just, like, sitting here trying yeah. to follow my brains, like, oh? I did want to say about the story of Princess Minotaur, I I love all of the, like, twists that happen. Like, kind of what you're saying, like, Sarah, like, wait, what? Oh. Oh? 
oh <laughs> and um i on had my fingers at some point i was like wait yeah. this happened then this another key change whoa <laughs> um and on their uh on your um website you say rescue the princess you are the princess defeat the minotaur you are the minotaur <laughs> and i'm like i love that so much it's such a like it's such a twist it's like oh it's good so the story of this game is very interesting to me <laughs> so next question who else is working on this game with you is anybody else working on this game with you uh, yeah, definitely. This is way too much uh, for like me to take on by myself. Um, it's funny. This this might even go back into like what is indie. Like I have a full time job that's not this, um, so that might be a part of it. You know. Yeah. Um. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, so there's myself. I do a lot of the uh, uh, the design. Um, I do a lot of the animations. Um. Uh, the story, like the the nitty gritty story, uh, a lot is is me and uh, some of the special effects and whatnot, um, uh, and then you know the production director type stuff. Uh, then we've got a our programmer, uh, Spanish gentleman Jaime, uh, goes by James, fantastic individual, genius. Uh, could not do this without him, absolutely not. Like, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for for that man. Um, we've got uh, an audio composer. Uh, I was really glad to hear you, Puppet, saying that you like the music and the sounds and whatnot, because, um, yeah, yeah, he's a super great guy. Uh, I just got his PhD. Uh, um, uh, also, you know, super genius guy. Kind of funny, you know, everybody on my team, I think, is is uh, definitely smarter than me, um, which, which is what you want, really, because um, they can do all the, the problem solving and the like. That's awesome. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been responsible for, yeah, all, all of that. Uh, he's got, he's created like a, man, it's, I think it's about a 45 minute long soundtrack for the game. And so we're, we just about got it finished being mastered um, by a friend of mine. And hopefully we'll get it up on YouTube before too long so that, you know, everybody can have a listen. Because, yeah, it's got, it's got some really fantastic tracks. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Me too now. <laughs> oh great, great, great! Yeah, that was that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got like a our uh, another designer uh, slash kind of implementation technician. Uh, Corey's been working hard on this, and then our admin, uh, Lauren, who who kind of keeps us all in check, which is which is really helpful too. Everybody needs a good admin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's important. Super important. And she also is doing story. I shouldn't take that away. And also. Brandon, our audio composer, also doing story. And like he's high level story, like setting, feel, like all of that. Lauren takes care of like all the major beats. And then I'm uh James and I are filling in a lot of the uh uh level to level text. That's awesome. I love when like studios can have their workers kind of dipping their toes into different parts of it so they know how everything kind of flows together. Like I don't know, just hearing that like there's so much help with the story. It just it makes me happy because I feel like sometimes they can be oh, yeah. so disconnected, but I love hearing like you can really tell that it flows when that happens. Yeah, no, it's it's super collaborative and and the playing the game like it feels like all of us. Um, you know, it's is like it's got James's sense of humor. It's got my like kind of ridiculousness. Um, it's got uh, Brandon's kind of like uh, otherworldly, uh, like Twin Peaks kind of. <laughs> um a vibe going on uh towards just like a little little off of center 
uh, avant-garde, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, so no, I mean, it's it's really fantastic process going through it all. And it's also really nice to where like, I'll get stuck on something and then, you know, you can just reach out and then, you know, we'll just have a conversation and figure something out and come up with something super cool. I love it. Is that it? Is that everybody that's working on your game before I move on? I don't want to cut anybody off. I know, right? Yeah, God, I hope so, because they'll be pretty mad at me. For really anybody else that he missed, you are also wonderful. <laughs> Counting, yeah. Love all of you. <laughs> What was your inspiration behind the game? Um, so just had a, a, a daughter a little while ago, and um, I kind of wanted to make a game with a strong female character. I think I might have taken that to the next level, I feel like, because, I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe I took it too literally. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just to where, like, uh, she... She she starts as, you know, she's a princess. She's not stuck up and spoiled. Like, you, you see in the beginning, she looks more like a warrior princess, yeah. like in the beginning of the trailer. Um, so, you know, she's she means business. Um, and, uh, you know, then she she gets turned into a minotaur, and she's she doesn't, like, turn into a badass. She's still a badass, just in a different way. And then she just has to see life through somebody else's eyes, like walk a mile in a minotaur's heels, I guess, you know, if you will. And um, just kind of do that. So, yeah, I don't know. Just, just something I kind of wanted to do. Thought it'd be good. And, something for, and she can play it. And uh, she's, she's three. Um, and, and she plays it. And she, she really enjoys it. She, she calls it Cow Game. Cow Game! Um, because the... Yeah, Cow Game. Can I play Cow Game? Like, right now. <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty great. She's one of our testers. Yeah, if she if she can't figure it out, then uh, it's too complicated. So that's that's beautiful. I don't know if that's better or worse for a puppet to hear. Yeah, I know. Not the game. To be fair, to be fair, she only has like a a controller, and so like like especially like when the the mouse uh, moving the dragging the map part. Like you don't have to do that. You just press up, down, left, right, and the oh. Minotaur automatically walks to the direction that you press. Oh. And so, it's it was funny. Yeah, watching watching you do that, I was like, as a, you know, it's in beta. You know, there's lots of things. Like there's no tutorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first level is not fleshed out. Like there's a zillion things that need to get added. But that's that's something I hadn't even thought of. Like oh, we never introduced the fact that you can like zoom in and out of the map or drag and move the map around with the mouse. Like that's kind of important because like you you know you're like you ran out of places to go and you're going back and forth like. Uh, I guess I'll change worlds, <laughs> yeah. um, which was terrifying, by the way, because none of that was built out. Like that's like that's where we go to build things to then put in the oh, story. No. <laughs> um, and so I'm watching it. I was like, mm, she's off the rails. No. Mm, this is... Puppets gone rogue. Yeah, I was talking with. Yeah, I was talking with with Matt in the Discord, and uh, he's like, "Well, what's going to happen now?" And I'm just like, "Shrug emoji." Like I don't even remember what's here. <laughs> Um, also, <laughs> I got a message from Charles afterwards, and he was like, uh, yeah, so you know how you kept throwing the fireball and you're like, well, this doesn't cost anything. This is great. <laughs> it was like your debugger or something. And you're like, it was kind of cheating. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was cheating. <laughs> I thought I was just really good at the game. And I've. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it was great. Th- I mean, hey, man, if it's in the game, it's part of the game. That's all. That's how I've always felt. Like, the developer left it in there. It's part of it now. It might, yeah. might not be intended for the final release. But, uh, yeah, it's funny because 
like I watched you throw a couple of fireballs. I was like, she hasn't made any matches yet. And I was really confused. And then like, then it, you know, it dawned on me. I was like, oh, she's, she's figured out she can do the, the keyboard to, to, to cast spells. But it's like, you know, you have no way of knowing. No. So, but no, it was, it was super entertaining. Pushing buttons. And I was like, oh, this one works. Ooh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in I've I've been in uh, uh, streams where I've played you know betas of games, and um, I think my favorite encounter so far that that one's pretty funny. It's on the list, by the way. But another encounter that I had was I was testing a game, and I I came across this lake, but there was no water, and it was just a bunch of fish floating around. So I was walking around in the lake, like <laughs> naming all the fish and being like, "Hi," <laughs> and the developer was watching. They're like. Uh, yeah, this is not part of the game. And I'm like, what? You should keep it. It's so cute. Yeah, right, though? I, I love stuff like that. So, best part about whenever we do betas and things like that, I love finding those little extra things. I remember with Hazel the Plant Witch, they sat there and they were like, I don't know how you got the score that you did. I don't think that's supposed to happen, but congrats. Cool. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> love that for me all right so charles what was the most challenging part of developing this game probably coming up with the uh the real-time versus turn-based system because when we initially made the game we you know had people playing it uh you know like friends and family and whatnot and uh people like one of the main uh feedback we got was that the game was stressful and uh you know we realized that as people were playing um they would never look up and the reason being is that everything was real time so as soon as you made a match it would pop into the queue and then that action would execute automatically and so anytime they looked up you know maybe their character was finishing like a hammer attack or you know fireball or something but most of the times when they looked up it was just the enemy or enemies beating the crap out of them um, so then they'd panic and then go back down to the game board and just keep going from there. And, you know, they never understood what any of the matches that they were making did. Like, they didn't hold any, like, meaning or value to them. Like, you know, it's supposed to be like an RPG to where, like, you were deciding your matches. That's why nothing auto-matches. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's probably other games out there like that, but I don't think I've seen any. Um, so let me know if you have, uh, because I'd definitely be interested in, in giving them a shot. Um, but yeah, so that's that was probably one of the most difficult things was coming up with the real-time slash turn-based system that allows the game to be playable and enjoyable, not just a like high intensity all the time, like super stress go go mode, you know, and you never exit that until you either die or win. Uh, which, you know, you need a little bit of that, you know, it's, it's good for there to be stressful times, but you need, you need some calm time too. Cause otherwise, yeah, yeah you can't be hundred percent all the time or else just, uh, you know, redlining. It's, it's no bueno. Yeah. That it's always a delicate balance with all of that. And especially like with player feedback and all of that too. But yeah, game Raven people, if you are listening, uh, listeners find another game like this and send it over. That was the request. That was the request. So I'm just, you know. Yeah, I, I really love seeing like what all is out there and whatnot yeah. because you know every every game is kind of an amalgamation of every other thing plus like whatever special spice and in creativity that you've got. But you know, like nobody's nobody's making a game in a vacuum. Like everything's got you know a ton of elements from everything else that you love that you know you got to experience before, and so. 
you know, I'm, I'm glad to be building on top of the work of, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, if you will, um, from all the people that came before me. And, you know, maybe someday somebody will use my game for inspiration, which I think would be freaking awesome. What advice would you give to new developers then? Oh my God. I don't know. I am a new developer and giving other people advice. It seems like a terrible idea. I would say, don't take the advice of other. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I've, I've learned a couple of things. <laughs> um, well, I, I think it depends on what your goals are. You know, I mean, that's, that's the first thing is that, do you want to have experience? Uh, like, like, do you want a job in the, in the game dev industry? You know, like the make something, you know, complete a project, figure out something that you can do in a, in two months because it'll take you eight. Um, but then you'll have something. And so then you can show you like, I made a thing. And they go, Oh, wow. You, you finished a thing. Wow. That, that, that means the world. That's fantastic. You know? Uh, I've I've never worked in the game industry. I'd always wanted to, never never managed to make that work, and so I ended up making my own game because you know what, I can, and that's that's a possibility now. You don't have to have a, a big studio. You don't have to have your own publisher. Like you can publish your own stuff, um, and so you know, like what I did is I I spent five years trying to make a game that was an RTS. Don't make an RTS as your first game as a solo dev would probably be my advice, I guess, because that's insane. But like, I'm glad that I did because otherwise I would have gotten bored and quit. But there was always this incredibly challenging thing that I always got to look forward to like learning something new that it gave me the tool set that I needed to be able to uh, make the game that we're working on now. And so I got to take all those learnings um, and uh, apply them to what I'm doing now. And we're making, you know, I'd like to make, I've got some like grandiose vision of games that I'd like to make. Like I love RTS games. Um, but, you know, that's that for me right now, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, like they're huge. And so, uh, you know, I've got some other games that I've been really excited about making. You know, everybody's got a thousand game ideas. And so, you know, we just picked something that was a, a little uh, more feasible uh, from the pile and, and we're going at that. So I don't know, I guess the best advice is just have fun with it, because as soon as you're not like it's too hard to keep doing if you're not enjoying it. I never even thought of really, I guess, building like different genres to build up to knowing how to do the games. Like I wouldn't think of a you know turn based game as something that would. I guess that your skills would really apply to like an RTS, but it makes sense with the very little knowledge that I have about like game dev and just from what I've seen from people and my like one or two swings at trying to use Unity on my old laptop, like, you know, I, I can see that. And that's really, I think it's just like really cool to see that you can start with one thing and still work towards that project. Like you don't have to keep doing the same thing, which I think really helps. I guess keeping things fresh, fresh and fun, kind of like you were saying. When is Minotaur Princess set to release and what consoles will it be on? How can we access it? Plug it. How how are our listeners going to get this? So yeah, um, we on our Steam page, uh, come wishlist us. Um, you, we've got it listed summer. So to me, that means August. So it'll probably come out in October um if we're lucky so maybe i should change that i don't know i feel like i need to have like that date for myself so that i don't push it back because if it doesn't come out in october we have to push it to like february sounds like such a pro like studio move already though <laughs> yeah i know Every, right I everything know. is like set for one season and it comes out the next one 
Yeah, no, I know. It's it's funny. I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, everyone else does it. Like, they can, I can. Um, but um, yeah, it's funny because I'm worried about coming out in October or like after October. Because if you're like November, December, you're fighting with um, indies like Kingdom Heart and Elden Ring and all the other, you know, little indie studios that have the multi-million dollar marketing budgets. <laughs> that you know completely dwarf any of like the little tweets or or whatnot that that I'm going to be doing, um, and so like that's uh, you know like general rule of thumb not a great time for indies to release because there's just so much being put out there that you know I mean we're we're little fish in a big pond so it's best just not to be uh, out and around but um, yeah so hopefully August maybe October. Um, and um yeah so pc steam uh we'll probably go over to the epic store as well uh maybe itch uh i love that place a lot of awesome games there um we'll be going over to console i've been told that i'm supposed to release on everything simultaneously lord knows if that will happen uh but that's that's like the smart thing to do so we'll see uh, i'd love to be on switch as well uh we will be steam deck um compatible so you'll be able to, to play it on hey, the go yeah, yeah, it works really great with the controller. That's actually I I prefer playing it on the controller. Just the the tactile feedback, um, I like a lot. And then you just, just kind of like lean back in your chair and and throw down, not having to like sit up all proper like. Um, but yeah, so and then you know Xbox, PlayStation too for managed to get all that sorted. So yeah, look for us wherever you're gaming, and hopefully we're there. Nice. I thought for a second that you meant like PlayStation Two. Oh my god, I hope so. Like the Dude, PlayStation I want to go burn a 2? PlayStation 2 disc. <laughs> I was just like, yo, okay, alright, classic. You know, idea for the future, baby, I don't know, I don't know. You know, somebody was like, you need to come out with like a, like a SNES cartridge yeah. version <gasps> for people. And I, they're like, you could make it work because... You know, like the storage isn't a problem anymore, and I was like, I think there's some other problems with that, and the fact that our Probably. game has like 150,000 sprites um, yeah. that it goes Whoa. through, because like, yeah, it's not actually 3D; it just looks 3D because it's, but it's actually sprite graphics, but it's not like done in like a sprite style. Yeah, it's super no. weird, but it's actually like in a 3D world. So it's so, um, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be a lot of places, and um, yeah, we've got a Discord. Uh, you can find it on our site, uh, minotaurprincess.com. So. You know, come on by, uh, join the the conversation, as it were, and yeah, have some fun. Oh, and we're gonna start beta testing actually, and uh, Steam Next Fest is coming up in June thirteenth, I think, through the twentieth, give or take, whenever that is, and we will have a demo ready for everyone to try. So yeah, I'd love love everybody to swing on by, give it a shot. Hopefully, it'll be a little uh little more fleshed out than what we were able to cobble together for puppet but uh super appreciate you uh, going through that <laughs> it was really fun yeah it was good yeah yeah you'll have to tell me more like you know maybe now maybe later like whatever but kind of like what your experience is with it because you're the first person that's tried it since we've put in the uh branching dialogue system oh very uh, because cool before, yeah we didn't even yeah nobody else has tried that save you know wow the other devs so very cool. Yeah, I'll I'll send you notes for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. That's all the questions I have. Thank you for having me as the interviewer. And thank you, Charles, for being such a great interviewee. I think that's well, the thanks word. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. I think it's Sam wrap-up time. It is wrap-up time. So thank you, Charles, and everyone for joining us today 
today on this game raven review podcast i've been your host sam and you can find me on all social media at sam said it dfw charles where can they find you and more things on the social media about the game uh, i would go to our site and you can link uh we've got all our social media there so it's, yeah minotaurprincess.com and in anywhere like social media if we are on that then you can find us there I'm definitely going to try to put that in the description of the podcast as well so people can find that. And Puppet, where can they find you? I am Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E-N. And you can find me on here on Twitch or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or all, all the socials. Um, I also stream indies on Saturday nights here at Game Raven Review on Twitch at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So that's how you can find me. All right. Sarah. Hi. Um, I am Sarah B. I'm currently Sarah Sweet B, but there might be a name change in there because everybody calls me Sawa. <laughs> um, so right now I'm Sarah Sweet B. Right now I'm also streaming again. So you can catch me on Twitch. You can catch me on Twitter. It is normally just... Um, a lot of me talking about Sephiroth and Final Fantasy fourteen and Avatar The Last Airbender and the messed up health system of the U.S. Um, so if you're interested in following along for that kind of stuff, uh, you can grab me on Twitter. But then I'm also the one manning the Twitter account for Game Raven as well. So please don't yell at me. Please be kind to me on that one as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, Taz. Yes, you can find me at TazDevil3 on all the social meds. Um, I host the Raven Parties here at Sunday nights, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, along with Dark Isle and a bunch of other Ravens. Uh, tonight, we are actually playing Tic-Tac-Toes or something, like a, another indie game. We, t- we Tic-Tac together, yes, that's what we're playing tonight. It's going to be a great time, um, so hope to catch you all there. Um, I do also stream for Game Raven per, uh, solo on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, kind of playing whatever's hot and fresh in the indie world uh, at that time. So I hope to see you there. And as always, you can find us at GameRavenReview.com and Game Raven Review on Twitter and Twitch. Thank you all for joining us this week. Have a fantastic week. And until next time, goodbye.